Welcome to CDM Media's Executive Insights. I'm your host, J.D. Miller, VP at CDM Media. I'm excited for today's podcast. I'm going to be joined shortly by Bruce Lee. Now, Bruce is the Senior VP and Chief Technology Officer at Centene Corporation. Before joining Centene, Bruce was the Head of Technology and Operations at Fannie Mae, along with a stint as CIO. He spent time as the Group Chief Information Officer at the New York Stock Exchange, Euronext, along with HSBC Securities. Plenty of insight from both the healthcare and the financial world. I'm excited to pick his brain on what he sees as the biggest challenges for technology leaders now and through 2021. So when we come back, Bruce Lee. Welcome to the show, Bruce. Hey, JD. Nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. I, I want to start off. Now, looking back on your career, has there been a more stressful time or more of a spotlight on tech, tech leaders as there is now? Uh, not really, but I think when we look back, there are always moments that stand out. I think some of my colleagues uh, remember the, you know, the uh, internet bust of the 2000s, and then we had 9-11, and then we had Superstorm Sandy. And we've had all sorts of things that have stretched and stressed uh, IT leadership to respond at different times. But right now, with the combination of digital transformation and um, COVID response and everything else, um, it's getting pretty much up there as some of the most stressful times I think uh, IT leaders have experienced. And with that goes huge opportunity, right? This is where we get to do things that uh, hopefully transform our industries, making them safer, making them more digital and doing all the good stuff. But it's in a, I think a, a stressful context as we, as we transition 20 into 21, that's for sure. How do you see the role of the IT leader changing in the coming years? Um, I think it's a continued evolution of how it's been changing for some time. Um, I, I've been fortunate to work in areas of IT that have almost always been uh, a central part of business delivery. Um, early on in the uh, financial services with derivatives trading, and then we had the sort of uh, the high volume trading and speed trading of the New York Stock Exchange. So. Technology has always been a, a thing that's been at the front of the business, but I think now it's in the front of everyone's business and, and the COVID pandemic has just accelerated that. So digital transformation puts the CIO um, on the front foot really for um, leading companies through a period of unprecedented change. So I think higher visibility, more connectivity between um, the business strategy and the IT strategy these are some of the things that I think will become the hallmarks as we, as we go forward now. And IT executives' role, goals, and objectives, they've really changed over the years. Most leaders supervise units beyond their IT department. And due to the change in these responsibilities, are successes measured in greater business metrics? I think metrics in general, J.D., is what we're, what we're seeing. Um, IT budgets now are such a large part of overall IT spending. Um, that you're constantly in need of needing to measure what you do in order to show success. And so I think throughout the IT stack, but then as IT leaders move into related areas like operations or um, customer experience and these kind of re um, responsibilities, that, that that core measure it and manage it and use data uh, continue to be at the heart of what uh, has made us successful, I think, as IT leaders managing the complexity and the scales that we do, and it just extends into the, the business. I'm always surprised how initially in many business conversations, 
um, everything is sort of relationship centered uh, and sentiment centered. Um, you know, we believe, we think. Um, I was speaking to Sarah, Bob, Joe, and they said, um, very little of it is we have sampled 10,000 of our 1 million customers and we know for certain that this is the trend. And so I think that kind of move to metric and move to data, uh, the kind of things we've had to do as we've grown, you know, 40,000 endpoints, 80,000 endpoints, 10,000 servers, 50,000 servers, you know, scale has got the best of the IT leadership and uh, the only way to manage scale is numbers and data. You have the same thing now happening, I think, in the digital world that the business is entering. And um, the IT leader who can help navigate between that sentiment relationship kind of world and one of data, uh, it's, a, it's a good combination. Um, you need both. Um, there's just more uh, emphasis on the numbers now, I think. What do you think has been the most surprising development that's come from this new COVID era we're in? Oh, uh, surprising stuff from COVID. That's a big, big question. I think um, our... Uh, the number of people who perhaps didn't believe we could work remotely successfully who now, you know, want to stay home forever is kind of an interesting uh, thing that's happened. Um, I, I think we'll be getting back to our offices and back to something closer to what we had before when this, when this thing is, is, is under control and it's safe to do so. Uh, because those in-person contacts are still very important, I think, as we build teams and uh, we can't immediately dismiss everything we used to believe things like agile groups and scrum groups and physical proximity, suddenly we still need those things. So I, I would say just um, it's been good to see the surprise of how many people now see that um, remote working and flexible working has a bigger role to play um, going forward. And I hope that will help provide some more opportunities for balance for staff and balance for projects and programs that um, perhaps before had been uh, constrained by, by, by physical proximity only. So, so that would be one thing. There are many others, uh, I, I think, as we've done things to uh, you know, help uh, in, in different places, uh, different community groups, different whatever. It's been great to see the role that technology can play in helping the actual people who are suffering within the pandemic. Um, but this thing about working remotely is most probably the biggest wake up call for pretty much every company out there, I think. I, I was reading a recent study, uh, top 12 challenges for IT professionals. And, and I'll quickly go through these, but I, I wanna get your take on it. One, workload. Two, cybersecurity. Three, skills gaps. Four, digital transformation. Five, cloud computing. And then to round out the rest, hiring, budget, leadership support, analytics and data management, automation project management, career growth. There's a lot in there, but I want to look at those top five, workload, cybersecurity, skill gaps, transformation, and cloud computing. Do you agree that those are the top, top challenges? Um, I think so. I mean, um, I'm glad you got it back to the top five because as, as humans, we have struggled keeping more than seven things in our head at once. So <laughs> keeping 12 is always going to be difficult. Um, but I think they, they all keep coming back to the same uh, couple of core principles. Um, we have gaps, right? Uh, I mean, just as a workforce, uh, and I know you want to talk about this a little bit more uh, later, JD, but there's definitely gaps where we can say, we don't have enough people who possess that skill, a particular skill, you know, to use a piece of software, to use a, um, a particular tool set to build something in a certain way. There, there's gaps in skills. Um, 
But there's also gaps, I think, fundamentally in engineering. And I'm talking here systems engineering, end-to-end -end engineering, the kind of stuff that reinvents IT process, reinvents business process, um, and takes a challenge like workload, right? There's just too much for people to get done and re-engineers the work into automation or out of necessity or closes a particular um, you know, bottleneck or something like that through automation, through redesign. Those are some of the things we fundamentally have to do. And IT has come from a long history of being very siloed with each person knowing their role and each person knowing their, their place in their role. And I think as we really look forward, we're breaking down those silos. We're changing things. Um, the infrastructure group that manages the cloud is not the same as the infrastructure group that manages an on-prem. And I, if anyone's in doubt that you still need an infrastructure group when you have cloud, I would you know, say they're not paying attention. You definitely do. And, but those skills and the way they work and how they relate to different parts of the organization do change. And so uh, I, I'm a big believer that you know, the problems we create are the problems we then go on to solve. So as we digitize more and we have more endpoints, we'll then find a way through automation to handle and manage them. Um, as we have more diverse execution venues with private cloud, public cloud, hybrid cloud, third-party SaaS and PaaS, you know, we'll have to use more technology and more engineering just to manage that inherent complexity. So I think it's a loop. Uh, you know, we, we do things that create the next set of uh, benefits. They also create the next set of challenges. And then we have to go back and re-engineer to solve for those. And if you don't reserve the cycles to re-engineer, that's where it gets tricky. That's where work just becomes a grind, it becomes impossible, and things just keep adding on. And I think that's one of the challenges that sort of um, goes to the top of the list that covers all the others here, which is leadership finding enough cycles to invest in the way they'll solve their skills gap, invest in the way they'll solve their hiring problems, invest in solving how that digital transformation will actually roll out and be communicated, et cetera. And so I, I think the, the challenge comes down to really knowing how much change engineering you're doing within your own IT cycles and your own IT departments to be able to meet the new world that we're, we're facing in 21. That's, that's how I think about the problem. Um, in trying to address all the other problems that you have there. And I think those top ones though, cybersecurity skills, digital transformation, they are, they are the things that keep us awake at night, so to speak. Well, let's look at cybersecurity. It's definitely everyone's job. Often that number two, which was cybersecurity, and number three, skills gap, go hand in hand. Often the head of technology may not be the best person to deal with cyber in their, in their company. So cybersecurity, cyber attacks are growing in size and sophistication. Millions of cybersecurity jobs remain unfilled. A recent study said 40% of IT decision makers say they have cybersecurity skills gaps on their teams. It's also identified that most of the challenges in the hiring area in IT is cybersecurity. So tell me where you see this trend going. Do you anticipate companies finally solving this? Um, I, I hope we solve it uh, because it is a real problem. Um, so I, I think there are a raft of approaches, and I know over the years everyone's you know done the normal thing, tried to go out and find the talent that doesn't generally work. So then they try to raid their you know their LinkedIn profiles to get the talent. And then the next thing is you know you're you're starting a referral program, and then you're you come to where I think we collectively have to come to, which is if we've got a gap, we have to invest and train to fill it, and. 
I, I think we have to be very proactive in putting training into our own internal curriculum. And it goes back to what I was saying before, those cycles to improve yourself, they include finding those cycles for the training that's needed to be done. And um, we, we have to um, look at the workload, divide it into what can be automated, what can't be automated, get those automation cycles done as well, and then train and train and build the staff that you have. Um, I, I, I think every, Pretty much every successful cyber program I know has a, uh, a very strong training and learning and, and development um, line to it. Uh, and that just has to be the way we, we think about it. We're not going to be able to buy our way out of this by going to third parties or others because they have the same stress on finding those jobs. And it's almost dangerous to think you bought your security practice only to find that it's filled with people who also don't really know security and they have lots of gaps and everything else. So, um, uh, yeah, this is one where collectively we have to invest um, skills for the right job um, and uh, really encourage people to step into some of those roles, uh, particularly if they're traditionally more in traditional infrastructure or something like that, which uh, may be uh, less relevant in a, in a cloud model. Yeah, let's talk specifically hiring in IT. Over 80% of North American IT departments have skills gaps. Globally, IT skill gaps have increased 155% in the last three years. What are the top skills that IT professionals should be looking for? Um, th there's a couple of um, things here. And I think we should separate the acquiring of skills from the type of talent development that, that we need. So skills um, on the development side, I think full stack open open stack development kind of skills are very important. We've talked about security skills. I think cloud skills and infrastructure are very important. Um, and I think for those, those teams and those types of skills, we need to develop a very flexible sourcing model. I think the sourcing model has to go to many more um, expert third parties than perhaps uh, traditionally IT departments are used to using. Um, partnering with companies that find talent, train talent, deliver talent into certain roles in certain ways is, is very important. We have a number of partnerships at Centene with, with companies that do that across a whole range of um, roles and types of people. So I think have a, have a very deliberate multi-pipeline way of acquiring people, but that acquisition path needs to come with built-in training. So that's very important. And I think that's where you say, I need 15 security professionals that know these tools and do these things. The talent that you need to build once you've done that hiring though, is more of that engineering end-to-end -end talent. The, the, the types of people that have the skills to go across the silos and break them down and engineer value chains end-to-end. -end. That I think has a more traditional kind of um, Six Sigma black belt kind of um, process management uh, emphasis on it. But I think everyone needs to brush off that and um, consider process engineering just as much a part of the job as, as IT engineering and skills. So those were two ways I think about it, JD. Let's look ahead at 2021. Are we ready as tech leaders for the challenges ahead? You know, talk to me about some of those challenges, whether it's AI, IoT, ability to scale. There's a lot of challenges and unknown heading uh, towards us. Uh, are we ready? Are we ready? Um, I think we're going to be tested to go from the generic to the specific in 2021. 
I think if you've been running a program of generally getting ready for cloud or generally exploring AI and automation, um, if you've been doing some of that uh, sort of exploratory work in DevOps and this kind of stuff, 2021 is where the rubber hits the road and you've actually got to deliver stuff with those new tool sets that actually generate business value. I think both the, the twin demands of the uncertainty through the COVID, uh, continued COVID epidemic, um, plus the, uh, the um, digital transformation of environments that have been driven by that, um, uh, by, the, by the pandemic, we, we, we get to these places where if we truly have an answer to a business problem, and it's new and it's experimental, we're going to have to deliver on it. You know, that, that AI engine is going to have to produce a better next, next action than whatever we've been doing before. The automation engine is going to have to reduce huge numbers of calls to call centers or, or whatever. The voice um, system that you've been doing has to, you know, accurately redirect resources to where sentiment would, would send them through voice and analytics and so on. We've got to, I think in 21, demonstrate clear business value creation through some of the things we've been talking about at, at a somewhat generalized level for many years now under the banners of transformation or cloud or AI. We have to get specific in 21. That would be how I, th I think about the year's gonna shape up from what we can tell now, but who knows, right? Um, I think volatility is the other big thing we're all dealing with as we had through 2020. So um, I, I hate to look forward and predict anything with any level of certainty. Uh, but going from the general to the specific in these new technologies and delivering business value feels to me like where 21 is going. It is going to be an interesting, not only first few months, but the entire year of 2021. I think we all kind of feel like, okay, I think I know what January, February, March may look like, but the rest of the year, it, 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 it's a toss up. So it, it is interesting. Well, I, I'd like to thank you, Bruce, for, for joining us today. Um, Bruce Lee, Senior VP, uh, Chief Technology Officer at Centene Corporation. Uh, thank you so much, Bruce. Thank you, JD. Happy to do it. And uh, good luck to everyone out there. Thank you. Tune in next time for the next edition of CDN Media's Executive Insights.